Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. We're coming to you live for the Rocket Mortgage Studios when you need cash out of your home and a simple way to get it, Rocket Can. So glad to have you on this Monday. Speaking of Tom Brady, this was hilarious from Todd Bowles, the head coach of the Tampa Bay Bucks, said that Tom Brady missing the team's walkthrough to attend Robert Kraft's wedding had no impact on the Bucks' 20-18 loss. Also, Todd Bowles does not believe Brady is receiving preferential treatment <laughs> because he went to the yeah. wedding, which caused him to miss the team's walkthrough or the fact that he has weekly days off or the fact that he took an 11-day break during training camp to tend to personal issues. Uh, Bowles said he works as hard as anybody. Special treatment? No. I don't doubt that he works hard when he's there. Yeah, of course. I, he's Tom Brady's Brady. all in. Of, uh, yeah. The, you know, but... This I mean, Brady's arguably the hardest worker in the history of the NFL. Everybody from New England has all these stories about him being there Friday and two of the morning doing exercises with bands. But <laughs> that's why this not is, lifting weights, but that's fine. He knows well, his no. body. Yeah, no, no, but that's good. That's the yeah. thing. He does the bands. Pliability. So pliability. Sure. Come on. Pliability, avocado ice cream. So this obviously is flying in the face of that, but it's weird. I can't pinpoint Tom Brady playing poorly is why the Bucks are three and three. It probably, I mean, he's not playing up to standards, but they have these weird losses. They lost on Sunday, made no sense. They yeah. lost to the Packers, who Ooh. turns out are not very good. Yeah, And this then is they what were I think to shoot out with the Chiefs. It makes no sense. This is what I think it is. We're so used to him just pulling out a win, right? Like, just, we're so used to the fact that they did not complete the two-point conversion yesterday after they scored the touchdown and the two-point conversion would have tied the game at 20. We're just not used to Brady failing in those moments. I think that's where, mm. like, end-of-the-game stuff where you just would bet your life that Brady, you know, we always used to have those barroom debates, right? You need one quarterback for one drive to win the Super Bowl, right? Who would you want? Of course, the answer would always be Brady because he's always pulling, you know, like making these magic moments when it seems like all is lost and he's not doing that this year. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a good point. And the red zone struggles are not characteristic of him. Uh, but who's the greatest fourth quarter comeback? Uh, who's had, has the most fourth quarter comebacks? I think. Is it Favre? I think it's Stafford, right? Because Of all time? I think it's close to because Stafford's been trailing in the fourth quarter oh, so much. Right. So Brady has not been trailing <laughs> yes. enough to get that stat. Fourth quarter comebacks is a stat you should always look at suspiciously because if you're great enough, you don't have to do that all the time. Yeah, that's why Peyton Manning's number one, according to Samter. Oh, right. comebacks? Yeah, so or according game to winning pro, drives. pro Football Reference, it's Manning, Brady, Roethlisberger, Matt Ryan, Drew Brees, and Stafford's tied for six with Johnny Unitas. For what stat? For fourth quarter comebacks. 
Okay. Oh, okay. I think, well, it's still Matt Ryan. Stafford's up there. That's still a pretty good list. No, it's a great list to be a part of. I always think the same way about the game-winning drives. I'm like, well, why do they have to? Why are they driving in the final moments to win the game? You know, yeah. it's like what else happened in that game to necessitate this drive? Um, it's so funny when quarterbacks have these milestones, like yesterday, where Matt Ryan ends up passing. Was it John? Oh, Dan Marino. Dan yesterday. Marino for seventh. Is anyone really putting Matt Ryan and Dan Marino in the same category? Well, they'll both be in the Hall of Fame. I don't know. I still don't know how the Colts won that game yesterday. I still don't know. I've watched it three times. I still have no idea how they won. And I don't know if they are any good at all. No, nobody all... does. The AFC <laughs> South is a giant mystery. Okay, if you were going to have the biggest surprise, okay. let's go positive here. Let's be positive. I'm trying this on. Be positive for a little. Okay. The most positive surprise in the NFL this season is what? But easy. I mean, the New York Giants are shocking. It's not even a surprise. Surprise is not a strong enough word. <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, it's all going to fall apart. But Go they ahead, are t- do it. Do that I thing. I mean, listen, you can't be trailing 20 to 10 in the fourth quarter and go wildcat and win 15 games. This is not going to happen. Uh, if you Look at the standings and look at the point differential. Yeah. And the Giants have won. They're 5-1 and one with a plus 14-point differential. That's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't happen a lot. Uh, and they're losing all these games, and they're coming back because they're basically saying, Saquon, you're going to play quarterback. Daniel Jones, when you're playing quarterback, you're going to run every play. This cannot be sustainable. First of all, Daniel Jones is going to end up in traction. And Saquon, <laughs> it is just a matter of time. I'm sorry. Every game he gets nicked and comes out. I'm just, just a matter of time. Yesterday, he's walking off the yes. field, and his like shoulder was like hanging. It felt like it was hanging out of the socket, and somehow he's back in a couple plays later, making winning plays. Yeah, I mean, but Brian, okay, as shocking as that, Brian Dable has already won Coach of the Year. They could lose out and go five and twelve, and Brian Dable's <laughs> my Coach of the that. Year. It is unbelievable how this team has taken over his identity. It is really cool. I rip on them because I'm an Eagles fan, and the Giants fans are a bit obnoxious to me, but they're really tough. I'll give you that. Like. That's a word I would describe. I don't know if they're good, but they're definitely tough. There is a toughness there that has been lacking. Yeah. What I find funny, though, is an idea that the Giants have somehow found their quarterback. Like, that to me, for as good as uh, the Giants are, this is exciting. It's uh, it's definitely surprising. That's for sure. But is Daniel Jones, I mean, listen, I don't want to knock the guy because he's the quarterback of a 5-1 and one team. But is he the reason why this is happening? He could always run. That was always a great part of what he can do. But unfortunately, it's also led to some tough injuries for him. Listen, I don't know how much of this yesterday was the Giants, because they're good and their defense is good, really good. Or was it their defensive coordinator, Wink Martindale, was the defense coordinator for the Ravens for like the last decade before this? And did they bait Lamar Jackson into mistakes because of like the institutional knowledge. Is that me not giving the Giants enough credit? I'm Maybe, trying to give them credit. What I mean, the Ravens still went up. You know, they were winning the game. They were up twenty to ten and should have closed it out. I don't know. That's true. Yeah, that's a great point. And also, I think Wig Martindale's done a great job overall. Where do you think they rank in team passing uh, over in the entire league? Uh, low. Thirty first. <laughs> and I hate to tell you, Maggie, that's crazy. If they're winning, he's probably going to resign. I don't know if he's going to get the full money. But I, I think they they keep them, right? Because they're not going to get a draft pick. That's the issue. Well, they're not a high enough draft pick. You yeah, yeah, yeah right, 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 right. They might get like a Kenny Pickett at 20, but right now they sure seem like they, they're on a path to the playoffs. So that means 22, 23, 24. Yeah. Would you rather have Daniel Jones than well, a, the number 24 pick at quarterback? 
I think that's a contract you would regret. Because what are we talking about here? Well, you know? if you could if you could figure out a way to get the unprecedented middle road two years. Yeah, the middle of the road, which like never happens for quarterbacks because they always get paid a ton. Two years, seventy million. I don't know if Dable's going to go for that. You don't think that they want to find their next Josh Allen? I don't. I honestly, I don't know. There's a lot of momentum in the press right now that Daniel. The they press. found their guy. I they mean, found their guy. I don't know because it's a feel good story. That's yeah, but why. teams are even more loyal in the press. Teams do not like especially to, the Giants. Good the, point. Yeah, I mean Brian Dable. He's winning with this guy. I think that means a lot. Hey, I'm right with you. I don't think Daniel Jones is a long term answer, but. You know, if you can win these games, Brian Dable, if if he goes wins 11 games, there's no way he's moving on. Uh, well, the Giants have been a good success story. No doubt about it. Five and one, and it's remarkable. Do you, I have, thought, a, do you have an alternative for the biggest surprise? Biggest surprise? Can I give you a two-prong? Sure. Two teams that I thought were going to be easily bottom, bottom, bottom of the league are now leading their respective divisions. The Seattle Seahawks and the Atlanta Falcons. Seahawks are well, three mean, and three. They're first in the uh, in the NFC oh, West. <laughs> yeah, well, isn't everybody three and three in the NFC West? Well, they're first. I, okay, they. I don't know how because they lost to San Francisco, but anyway, they are first. And yesterday they beat the Arizona Cardinals nineteen to nine. I mean, again with the Geno story. You what did Geno do yesterday? Not much. But you and I talked about where were his numbers going to be at the end of the year, or is this going to be like some? You know, was he going to have a Cinderella story? And, uh. I mean, he's doing enough. Or you thought that was yeah. more of a Cardinals loss. Well, I do think, you know, five, win. six games in is when you start to learn about a quarterback. And you saw the production fall off. I mean, here, where does it go from there? Who have they beaten? They beat Arizona is obviously in free fall. Is pretty flawed. Uh, did they beat the Lions in a high-scoring game? So they're yep. really struggling. And they beat Russell Wilson week one. This feels like it's it, they're holding on by a thread. To me, I, I can't see them riding this to the playoffs. Can you? I don't know about playoffs, but I thought they were going to be really bad. And I feel like I got to eat my words here because they're not really bad at all. And the fact that Gino is doing, continuing to do what he does. Now, granted, was yesterday like a massive Gino game? Of course not. But there were like not a lot of huge quarterback games yesterday. He was 20 for 31, 197 yards, didn't have a touchdown, did not have an interception either. It was all about the run game. It's just crazy to me. And then the Falcons... I don't know what to say. I thought they were careening towards the number one pick, yeah. and they're three and three. Yeah, they look tough. I mean, they could have been in that Bucks game if they'd gotten that, hadn't gotten that penalty on Grady Jarrett at the end Terrible of the game. Terrible penalty that we all agree is awful. Me and Mike Sampter were talking about it. Marcus Mariota, I, I, I think he looks great. Looks in total control of the game. Then I pulled up the box where I'm like, wait, that's all he did? <laughs> so it's one of those situations where... That's every quarterback this just week, by the way. feels in control. If it's the fourth quarter and they need a first down, he's going to run for it. And he's not turning the ball over this year, which he has done in the past. So that's a formula to win games. Not turning the ball over seems like the only thing a quarterback can do these days. Yeah. You know, why did the Bills beat the Chiefs? Because Mahomes turned the ball over. Yeah. Yeah, It's just, it's a whole ball game. I don't really get this. So is it all come down to, to get a little X and O here? This high safety look that everyone's got. All the defenses are pulling back and saying, you know what? Great quarterback. You're going to have to chip down the field and you're going to have to beat us. And it looks like it's working through six weeks. The question is, our offense is going to be able to adjust to the new defensive philosophy and take advantage. I don't know. What's going to happen this year? It's going to be kind of these garbagey games all year long. Well, with just the fewer explosive plays right. kinds of things. And uh, I still think the great offenses find a way. Well, the Bills certainly have, and the Chiefs have been pretty good. 
But even the Eagles have not had, you know, they've they've been the best team in the NFC. Their offense is kind of hot and cold. It goes really slow at times. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Oh, it's our buddy. The very well-read, the very astute Jay in Alabama. Jay, what's up? Uh, uh, man, I just called in. Really congratulating y'all. I think both of y'all picked uh, Tennessee to win that game. No, that was Maggie. That, I, I picked Alabama you know, Jay, for sure. I was gonna, I was gonna let us chit chat for a little bit before I brought it up, but uh... oh, I knew it was coming. <laughs> oh, no, all in good fun though. That. Congrats on that. I mean, I mean, I've definitely eaten crow and everything. I mean, I did call him fool's gold on your show live for everybody to hear. And I, I mean, like I said, I live in Alabama. It's 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 a lot of sore butts, you know what I mean? A lot, <laughs> lot of butthurt um, people walking around right now. But, I mean, that whole game, that that was an underwear-changing um, extravaganza the whole game. I I'm mean, sensing it's, a theme here, Jay. What? Oh, no, 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 no. I ain't going that far. <laughs> but, uh, no, it was – Yes. No, no, no. I, I was. Uh, your call last week was memorable for a few, re- a few reasons. One, you told us you thought that Tennessee was fool's gold, so I was thinking about that. Watching the knuckleball kick sail through the uprights oh and Tennessee wins, God. I'm sure that was crushing. But you know, Perloff and I disagree on this, which is Bama asked their kicker. I know he's very good, but was it a 50 yarder? Yeah, 50. That's nothing in college anymore. Dude, like Will Richard, he, he does that in his sleep until this year. Then I know, but like, a, still asking a college kicker to nail a fifty-yarder on the road to me—I mean, I know they were desperate at that time, but that's nowhere close to a given. That—that that to me, there was no chance that was going in. I tell you, Maggie, Maggie, I tell you, like I've been telling everybody in in Alabama and my buddies on the radio down here, there's really no excuse because Alabama had three different chances to win that game. Don't talk about the refs. Don't talk about this. Don't talk about that. We had three different chances. I'm an Auburn fan, but still, the people, when they're playing Alabama or if they're playing Auburn, they think they're playing the whole state of Alabama. Right. But we had three different chances to win that. So, like, there's no excuses with all that. I'm not going to give them the chance. And before I run out of time, I wanted to talk about that that the Giants game y'all were talking about. I have Lamar Jackson on my fantasy team, and I've been murdering people with him. But lately, <laughs> Me too. With, but but lately, what I've been noticing, sorry about that beef in the background, some in my car, but um, it's almost like the, the guy has ADHD. It's like his greatness is so great, he gets bored with it. Mm. And then just for, I don't know, it's like he's thinking about something else out there after a while. Like he gets bored with being so great or being better with their, better than everybody out there. Because he is a, a human joystick out there. Yeah, you know, cool. Jay, we were talking but about this before the show. It has this year been a, like we know statistically this has been a good one for Lamar Jackson, but when we're talking about him on the verge of a big contract. Has this been a good year for him or or a bad year for him when you talk about it in that way? Do you think this has given the Ravens, you know, no choice but to throw the you know throw the bank at him and and sign him to the biggest contract you know ever given that Deshaun Watson money, or has this showed some of the flaws? Of a Deshaun Jack, or excuse me, of a uh, Lamar, Lamar Jackson, Jackson yeah. offense. Well, I got to um, tell you. By the way, Jay, I got a great poll question. We'll get to Lamar in a second. Who is more likely to reach the Final Four, Alabama or Tennessee? Oh, I have a, I have a thought. Go ahead. What's your thought? Well, okay. Put it well, this way. Put it 
put it this way. Tennessee is in the SEC East. We yeah. know the SEC East has always been the weak point of the SEC. I really think with that offense, Tennessee can get past Georgia. They really can. They're going to outscore Georgia. That's all. That's if Tennessee can do what they did to Alabama defense to Georgia. Georgia's known for defense. That's Kirby Smart over there. Yep. But yeah. it's, it's the SEC East. Alabama has – we still got to get through um, Ole Miss. Um, and it, it, we still got to get through Ole Miss. And we got to go through Georgia. Ole Miss is no punk. I mean, and Lane kind of has – Lane kind of knows what to do with Nick Saban. I think the last time we, we went up against Lane, he just did something stupid. That's all he was – he just got too cute. But I, Tennessee, I, to that offense – like I said, that offense made you feel like you need blood pressure pills. Just put it that way. How about Tennessee back-to-back weeks against Kentucky on the 29th yeah. and then Georgia on November 5th? Yeah, I think they'll be still 10, 11, 12-point underdogs against Georgia. So that's the thing. Can they beat Georgia? And the Alabama only get Georgia in the conference title game. Of course, right. So Jay, thank you for the call, I, dude. I think, Don't be a stranger. I think this is, we've seen this movie before. Alabama loses and gets back in. Yep. It feels like they always find a way back in. Of course, you know, the I guess one year they won't. If they do, if they get to the conference title game, I don't know. I feel like two, two lost Alabama can't even get there. I, it's just the way the Final Four works. Two lost Alabama? Well, I mean. I don't think they're doing that. Well, okay. It's, Tennessee beats, you know, Tennessee is probably going to, probably loses a game to Georgia, let's say. Uh, then I, I don't know. It, it, there was a lot of football left. We're in mid October. A yeah. lot of teams are going to lose. So next uh, opponents for Alabama is Mississippi State. Get them at home on the twenty yeah. second. Then LSU at LSU. Then at Ole Miss. That's what Jay was talking yeah. about. And then Austin P. And then Auburn. Yeah, I mean if they can't show. run that, I mean the I think they run that and face Georgia. If Georgia, I. I'm assuming. So Georgia. you're going to say you think you have more confidence right now that Alabama makes the Final Four than Tennessee? Yeah, I would imagine Georgia and Alabama come out of the SEC, and because that's what always happens. I just have Tennessee. I know, but this is a new day. This is Tennessee snapping 15 straight losses, this right? Is... But A and M did this to Bama last year, and you thought A and M, everyone thought was going to make the Final Four, and they did not. They yeah. ended up fifth. So I just think Tennessee. But did their Tennessee... goalposts end up in a river? So I don't let think me so. ask you: If you're the committee and Tennessee has one loss. And Alabama and has two. You're yeah. giving it to Tennessee. I don't know. I don't know. Traditionally, so yeah, it's going to be hard. But if <laughs> Alabama did, gets through with one loss and wins the SEC title, well, then they're going to get in. They're, they're but then they it. would deserve to get in. Yeah, I, if Tennessee beats Georgia, how about this? Then they're undefeated. Possibly. What if they lose to Kentucky? Anyway, there's all sorts of things that could happen. Watch it not even be these two teams in the SEC. <laughs> Watch it be Georgia and Ole Miss. Else, Ole Miss. Georgia yeah. and Ole Miss. Uh, and then we're going to look back on this. Just, I, I just can't cut Alabama out. It's like Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. Nick Saban finds a way, Maggie. It was quite a game on Saturday night. Although the update coming from Tennessee, I don't love that so much. I'll tell you what I mean in just a moment. I don't know how I like this morning after here for the Tennessee Volunteers. We'll get to that in just a moment. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Also coming up, we have the best moment from the weekend. We'll do that in just a minute. Don't move. More Maggie and Perloff straight ahead.
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast why why if you have t-mobile 5g home internet you might be hearing this a lot why every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours why why because your network gives priority to cell phone users why Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, We're in man. trouble here at Maggie that was, and Perla. That was worse than I thought it was going to go. Uh, uh, if Ma- yeah. What Ma- is that guy called? It's like Tennessee Riverdance, basically. Yeah, I mean... Basically, what you get that it's a very this guy. I've seen him a million times. I didn't know he was a real person. <laughs> what did you think he was? A well, hologram? I thought he was just a meme guy. You know, because <laughs> all we've always seen this guy doing this dance for uh, means excitement. Then he actually shows up in a Tennessee shirt before Saturday, and it's just taken over. Now Maggie tried to do the dance. I, I Let guess me try to explain it to yeah. people if you're just listening on radio yeah. over here. Now, if you didn't see it over the weekend, it's basically a guy in a mullet who dances like remember Riverdance, the Irish dance troupe. That became really famous. Mm, I wouldn't describe it like that at all. But that, but it's kind of like a, a southern spin on Irish dancing. That's what it looks like to me. But it's got a little Justin Jefferson in it. It's got a little... <laughs> a, little a little gritty? Yeah, because he sort I don't of... Know about that. He sort of... Uh, you know that dance that's really popular where you're on one leg now? It's like the... It's all over TikTok. He basically... He's not doing it's a, all over TikTok. He's not jumping around and doing like <laughs> Irish dances. He's sort of floating along... Much like Justin Jefferson doing the gritty, he just he's yeah. kind of like he's he's a foot off the air, which is so different from what you were doing. No, I just tried to do it in the break and it didn't go well. But no, we're gonna put it up good. on social. It was a good dance. <laughs> it's not what he was doing. Probably like was what were you doing there? I'm like I'm trying to do the guy from Tennessee. You're like oh that wasn't the same thing. Um, I he's make so fun of myself fat. for pro- your enjoyment. The problem is he's so so fast. 
Yes, I know. <laughs> yes. If you hey. had sped up the video, maybe it's going to look like that. Maybe we can fix that in the post-production. Um, speaking of dances, the gritty's over. Can we just... It's dead. It's over. Yeah. It's done. We need a new thing. Yeah, flossing is dead, too, by the way. That's flossing, gone. Floss, and flossing died. Flossing and, died. And the gritty's dead. dead. Now, it's so dead. Mike Isecki, the Dolphins tight end. That's when it credit. died. No, full credit. <laughs> so he did a terrible one a few weeks ago. He yeah. came out, and he grittied after the touchdown. People tried to jump on him. He kept on grittying and grittied around the sideline and grittied for about 600 yards. Yeah. Just because he was known as the worst grittier except for Kirk Cousins. Gritty. So I think that was a good way to end it. But they, there were, <laughs> by the way, the, the celebrations were pretty awesome all over the league this week. Juju finally got in the end zone and totally delivered. Did you see him go into a, a Buddhist uh, meditation pose? I did. And I was like, is this some, is this some kind of like Aaron Rodgers ayahuasca, some kind of uh, send up to, but yeah. that wouldn't have made any sense. Yeah, I somebody, Just a little namaste. Somebody said something interesting on Twitter this weekend that I took exception to. What's up? They said that the Chiefs got Juju Smith-Schuster with all that he comes with, all the baggage and stuff. That dude plays so hard. All he does is works out hard. So he's a celebrator. Is that bad? And he does TikTok dances. That's oh, not he, baggage to me at all. Unless there's something I'm not remembering, no, I did not think that was the baggage. It was that he celebrated pregame. Remember when he was with the Steelers? Yeah, I know. I'm talking like th- that's not like a, you know, fireable offense by any stretch. Celebrated pregame. What do he, you mean? He was doing dances on somebody's logo before the game started. <laughs> no, I know. I'm just saying like that's that's I mean, it's think bulletin of, board material. There's it's real not, baggage in the NFL. No, there's real baggage in the NFL. No, that's I mean, not one of them. Juju's more famous, arguably, for social media and his bulldog than... Then he well, he's is actually social- on his play. No, he's famous because he had a season with over 100 catches. Mm. He's, I think he's got 4 million Instagram followers, too. He's he's Back. incredible. He's an incredible dancer. If I could dance like that, his, his bulldog alone has 2.1 million followers on Instagram. He's <laughs> definitely, he's the modern athlete. To me, that's not, you know, celebrating, I'm sure you, I know your personality. Yeah. You I don't mind rip, it. You love celebrating. You've I think it's great. It. The league was crazy when they were limiting all that. I remember when I once interviewed Mike Pereira, and we were talking about this was when the excessive celebration thing was like uh, was really at a fever pitch, where guys were really ticked off about it. And Mike Pereira was like, "You have me to, to thank, or you know, to to throw your slings and arrows at, because it was Pereira who wanted the excessive celebrations gone." Did you see the NFL is sticking by that roughing the passer rule? They did. They they wouldn't retract the rule. They said, "Yeah, this is a good rule. We like it." I don't know what you do. Uh, you know, yeah. you're still going to have these really BS calls that are going to decide games. I mean, while we're talking about, you know, craziness, how about the fact that Tua could be coming back this week? Oh. I know that's different than roughing the passer. We're talking about concussion protocol. He's passed the concussion protocol, but is this, I mean, it still feels very soon, right? I don't have the answer here. I'm not telling you, like, if a doctor clears him or a doctor says that this is not unsafe. Uh, everything's unsafe in the NFL. But if a doctor says it's okay, I'm not going to argue with a doctor, but doesn't that seem like it's way too soon considering what we saw? Well, I'm not sure the NFL has admitted the first one was a concussion, but it obviously was. So this is risking his third concussion of the season. I mean, every week there was a, it was the Bills Chiefs game. Another guy got carted off, right? 
Well, Cameron Bray got carded Cameron off. Bra- oh, sorry, yeah. it was a box. Cameron yeah. Bray. I mean, they're uh, un- you know the details. They unscrew the face mask. That's insane. So that how this about is this? happening on a weekly basis? So we talked. We talked about this when the Tua thing happened about him flying home with the team yeah. from Cincinnati, and we're like, "Huh, that's weird." But he had just gotten discharged from the hospital, so obviously the doctors are not going to put him in any kind of harm's way by flying. But what I thought was interesting mm. is you had Cameron Bray also flew home with the team yesterday from Pittsburgh to Tampa. But meanwhile, Jordan Poyer, who's got a rib injury, had to take a van from right. Buffalo all the way to Kansas City and then drive back because that apparently right. would have been dangerous to change altitudes with right. his with his situation. Like a long thing too, right? Yeah, something like that. So that was a bit controversial. The dude is not healthy enough to get on an airplane, airplane? but he's healthy <laughs> enough to play on an NFL field. It was mind-blowing to me. We, I was saying that to my husband too. It's like, all right, so he's cleared to play, but flying is too dangerous for him. Like yeah. This seems like maybe everything's a little too dangerous right now. Yeah, I think that they've actually probably done a good job because I've seen more concussions over the last two weeks. When I say more concussions, they pulled more guys, guys out, out of games. Right. So it does like seem, Kenny Pickett yesterday. Yeah. Don't you think he would have been yeah. back into a game if this was yeah. three weeks ago? Tua woke up the NFL a little bit yeah. on this topic because it was so visible. It was a standalone game. By the way, Kenny Pickett gets knocked out. He throws the ball. I'm like, oh, he's throwing the ball in the stand. Somehow that was a completion. That oh, I know. <laughs> that was the most bizarre play. So let's talk a little bit about that Steelers game from yesterday. We talked about this from the Buck side of things. Uh, and, of course, like questioning sort of, you know, where's Tom Brady at right now? Yeah. You know, like there's a lot of talk around him. He was at Robert Kraft's wedding on Friday, missed the walkthrough on Saturday. You know, the team has obviously fell short against uh, a pretty bad Pittsburgh Steelers team, but a team that showed up yesterday. Turns out, as we learned in the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette today, that Mitchell Trubisky was benched at halftime of the Jets game, but it might not have been just for his poor play. Apparently, he also got into it with Deontay Johnson at halftime, and that was one of the reasons he got mm. benched as well. Are you buying that, or do you I'm think not, that's a cover? I'm not buying it in the sense that if he was playing well, there's no way they were going to bench him for that. Like, the, if the quarterback's playing well, he can yell at whoever he wants. And Deontay Johnson is a quarterback killer. He's a drop machine. So I can't believe they would choose Johnson over Trubisky. I think they wanted to start picking and give him a spark, which is exactly what he did. Yeah, it's weird when you think that if a quarterback and a wide receiver get into it at halftime, how often does that lead to the quarterback getting benched? Very, very rare. No, unless the quarterback's playing terribly and they want to get the and rookie in. And they want to get the rookie in. And then Pickett was playing well yesterday, but he gets knocked out of the game. And then Trubisky came in and played well, too. Well, okay. Is the season fully yeah. over for the Steelers? Because I think we wrote their obituary, too. So what are the odds that Mitchell Trubisky, the way you saw him play at the beginning of the year, when it's crunch time, third and 11, rolls against his body, throws the ball 25 yards downfield in about a foot. He had a window of about a foot to hit Chase Claypool. Yeah. That was the most unlikely pass I've ever seen in my life. The <laughs> well, Bucks lucky. Destiny had the Bucks getting the ball back and Tom Brady leading a field goal drive. But Mitchell Trubisky pulled the two passes out of you-know-where. Yeah. I could not believe Mitchell Trubisky. My two big surprises of the weekend were Mitchell Trubisky and Matt Ryan. I did not see those guys be good. I had buried them earlier in the year. So I would say... Now, do the Steelers have any question on their hand? Do you stick with Trubisky? I mean, listen, we'll see how Pickett does with the concussions. Like, that's the most important thing. He's got to get, you know, past that protocol. But you also have maybe an unlikely quarterback controversy coming from New England. Yes, you sure do. You know, Bailey Zappi, I tweeted this 
during the game. I'm like, is Bailey Zappi going to have a 30 for 30 when this is all said and done? And Amy Trask, who we love, was like, this made me laugh. And I said, Amy, I'm being serious. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure. The guy's a third-string quarterback. Okay, Brian Hoyer's in the middle, but still, stay with me. He's a third-string quarterback, and I know it's Belichick, and I know they're just re- leaning on the run game. But it's like no one even – it's almost like it's not even acknowledged that this is a third-string rookie quarterback who – almost put away Aaron Rodgers and the Packers took overtime there and then is now winning a game in Cleveland. And it's like, Oh yeah, well it's Belichick. It's like, guys, it's still a rookie third string quarterback. Who's leading the charge here. Yeah. Bailey's happy by the way, his stats last year, at Western Kentucky, guess how many court touchdowns he threw a thousand 62. Yeah, I know it was 62. Um, now you, I always say backup quarterbacks, give it five games. Five games before you decide how good they are. You saw it with Cooper Rush last night. The defenses will find their holes. I mean, honestly, I don't think the defense will know. You could alternate Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi on alternate plays. <laughs> and if you just switch their jerseys, the defense isn't going to know who's who. Well, I think Mac one Jones, guy came from a pro-style college or uh, offense. The other one came from, clearly, spread. Well, my well, actually doesn't. I, I, I think with Mac Jones. touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, Mac Jones, I think, threw 48 with Sark. I think it's similar. But anyway, no, they look so much alike in their uniforms. I think Mac Jones probably could have won that game, too. Uh, I think Mac Jones, they're probably right about the same level. So is it worth giving up on but Mac Jones? think about what you're saying. Mac Jones was the, what, 15th overall quarter? 14th, I think. 14th, 14th or 15th, yeah. And Bailey Zappi was a seventh-round pick. I'm not a big Mac, Mac Jones guy. I think Mac Jones is efficient. And by the way, I, I think you're kind of excited about the Patriots. I want to give you an opportunity to take back something that you said preseason that, in my opinion, is no longer, okay. you can no longer say is true. Yeah, I, I feel like you're noting all my bad takes really closely <laughs> I'm noting today. your good ones, too. Don't worry about that. I can't think of one off the top of my head right now, but they're in there. That's all right. You and Twitter, go ahead. <laughs> right. Um, you said you did not think the AFC East was going to be good. No, and now, I still don't. I'm going to give you an opportunity to take that back because, okay. first of all, the Bills are good, but you are you acknowledge that the Bills were well, yeah, good, I mean, of course. No, everyone thinks the Bills are good. Right. Okay. They were going to be top-heavy. The Jets just went in to Lambeau and won. Yeah. Now, whatever you think about the Packers, that's like the best win the Jets have had in fill-in-the-blank. Rich Ackerman's here. I don't know, 2010? I don't even remember the last good Jets win. And then, Rich, you can think about it because it's going to take a while. <laughs> and then you have the Patriots who all of a sudden have found – a winning formula, at least, the which is running the ball, running the ball, and yeah. good defense. Aren't they the same exact team as and last year? They were year? a playoff team yeah, last year, ten and seven, and got lost in the first round. So, is that good? Is that dangerous? Is that anything? Listen, a playoff team. I think you, that's all you can ask okay. for because so they're not going to get year. home field. Same as last year. Right? And then you have the Miami Dolphins, who right. started the year three and zero, are now three and three. Obviously, they've lost three in right. a row because of Tua's injuries, but Tua we think is now coming back. So they're going to be eight, nine, nine and eight. Like they've been the last five years. Okay. But now the AFC West and maybe might not be yeah. as good as we thought. I've, the AFC East might have s- multiple playoff teams. Okay. I, I will eat a little crow, but I do think there's going to be some corrections here. I think Miami and new England are kind of around 500 teams and the jets. I just can't see the jets. Sorry, Mike going to, to nine wins. couple stats from, uh, from yesterday. The jets were one for 11 on third down. I saw that. And their quarterback, Packers Zach Wilson, four for 16, I think. Zach Wilson was 10 for 18 for 110 yards. This is not a. So that that's was why the I, only way they were going to win that game, by the way. Yeah, so this is not a sustainable formula. That's my point. I think the Jets, their next several games, we're going to find out more about whether they're a good team or a bad team. Not bad team. 
I think they're going to be a, a feisty team who's going to cobble together some close defense-driven wins. Quentin Williams is obviously great. But listen, they go to at Denver, New England, Buffalo, at New England. How, they're 4-2 and two right now. Is it possible they go below 500 by the end of that stretch? Yes. Yeah, of course. I'm just saying, like, you thought that this conference, that, that division, rather, was going to stink besides the Bills. Yes. It's just not true. I The I Dolphins know. were one of the most exciting teams in the NFL before Tua got hurt. They're okay. They're not. They're good. I mean, Terry Kill is good. They're, they're okay, though. Like, they, do you see the Dolphins? Don't you see them as sort of middle of the pack? I don't know. Because they were off to a blazing hot start. So, because mm. why? They I mean, beat the Bills already. Yes, the Bills, it was 1,000 degrees. That okay. was a bizarre Whatever, game. Whatever, you win the way you and win. And they were down by 30 points against the Ravens. Again, it didn't Came seem like sustainable. Say. It just feels like, eh, they're okay. Yeah, I, I they don't gave you an we, opportunity there. I'm not You're going to bypass it again? Uh, the, the other thing, too, I just got an argument on Twitter about this. Which conference is better right now? Obviously the AFC. I know, I, you're going to give me like some head-to-head I, numbers I, here. I think, I think this is just a misnomer. I, I think last year the NFC was a little bit better, and I think they're probably maybe a little bit better this year. The NFC playoff field is going to be tightly packed, and there's going to be some good teams there. The AFC is so top-heavy right okay, now. Okay, so do you want to come back on uh, another one of your preseason take? Well, kind of preseason, which was Dallas Cowboys, even though they lost yesterday in Philadelphia, still yeah. think that they're a playoff team? There, yeah, no, I'm, I told you I'd put the same bet you did three weeks later. I am definitely in on the Cowboys as a playoff team. I can't go Super Bowl team yet. But, no, I don't think the AFC is that great. Like, who's the third best team? In the AFC? You have Bills, you have the Chiefs, and you have the... <laughs> yeah, no, I could give the... you five teams in the NFC who are right there with... I assume you're put the Ravens third, and they're three and three. So, it, it really, the whole the whole conference is quite... Uneven. Maybe the Patriots. I don't know, but it's not. It's not a great conference, top to bottom, right now, which is so different than what we expected. You know who could be coming on? The Bengals could be coming on. Oh, it's possible. <laughs> no way. <laughs> they have looked terrible. They won yesterday. They won against just a team that was putting out a JV unit. That was a terrible win, in my opinion. Like. The Saints are a mess right now. They had six starters out. We can see what happens tonight with the Chargers. How come? Okay, we'll get it. I know. Why is it so hard for me to find AFC teams that are good? Ax, you got an AFC team? Who's your third favorite AFC team? I would say the Chargers. Who wins right now? Chargers, Baltimore Ravens on a neutral field. I'm going. I'm going Chargers. Ax, what do you think? Last the big. This is the Jets' biggest win since you have a memory unlike anyone we know. Uh, I'd probably say the overtime win in Foxborough, probably to 2015. Overtime win in Foxborough. Yeah. Late in the season. 2015, that's uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick? Sounds right. Yeah. That's a long time. Been a while. Seven years. <laughs> Worth the wait, quite frankly. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. Coming up, Tennessee at the upset of the weekend. What does it mean for the Vols? Can Vols, can Bama recover? We've got all that for you. Time for a CBS Sports Update. Here's Rich Ackerman. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. 
Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. This portion of the program is sponsored by Prevagen. Prevagen is the most recommended memory support brand by pharmacists. One of the greatest moments in the history of the Chargers and Broncos ooh, rivalry. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah, yeah. What do you got? Can I guess a Chargers-Broncos game? Oh, yeah. Go ahead. I just think it's going to be... Uh, it's going to be Fouts versus Early Elway. That's my guess on this great game. Is that right? <laughs> Not even close. Oh, is it more modern? Uh, just a hair. Uh, the <laughs> One of the greatest moments in the history of the Chargers and Broncos rivalry came on October 15, 2012. So, yeah, a little bit more oh, current than Fouts. All right, so it's not 2021. Okay, I can <laughs> Den- work with this. Denver trailed San Diego 24 to nothing at halftime, but Peyton Manning threw three touchdowns in the second half combined with a 65-yard fumble return and a 46-yard interception return for touchdowns to give the Broncos the 35-24 win. Last season, the two sides split as Justin Herbert threw for 540 total yards. Wait, so the game was 24 nothing at half, and they came back and won? I don't that? remember an that all one. Time, well, you need Prevagen. An all-time great Peyton Manning comeback. That's awesome. <laughs> That's so cool. I know. This is going to be a great one tonight. The problem is, is I'm not just watching to see what the Chargers are going to do. I'm also watching to see if Denver can be a competent football team. Wait, why would like this the be last a... time we saw Denver was 11 days ago, and it was a debacle. They, they're a disaster right now, right? I mean... They don't have Javante Williams. They don't have Tim Patrick. They don't have Garrett Bowles. So they're missing their left tackle, their running back, and their number two wide receiver, right. who might really be their number one wide receiver. And Russell Wilson is not practicing fully. How is this a four-and-a-half-point spreader? That's what it was the last time I saw it. I'm going to be honest. This Russell Wilson injury, what's going on here? It's I mean, got a, a bad shoulder, but yet you're running him on QB sneaks? Like, what's going on oh, here? Oh, you're not running him. I mean, he's he's running, what, 40% less than he should be? No, I get that. Yeah, like, dude, dude's got to run. Uh, I, I bet you, even with a bad shoulder, I bet you, if it is, I, I understand what you're saying. It's a convenient excuse. Well, I mean, I don't want to call anyone a liar. I'm just saying. But he's got to he's got to start running. Whatever has been going on with Russ and not running this year, I don't care if your shoulder's falling off. You have no chance of winning if you don't run. 
I agree with you. Yeah. I do. And tonight is going to be interesting. Uh, and also, again, we get Nathaniel Hackett. Well, see, Revolutionary I, war hero Nathaniel Hackett slash coach of the Broncos. We get him in a big spot. And, I mean, this is just right. First of all, the Chargers always play close, close games. But so I their don't opponent's going to help them this, out here. How is this going to be close? This should not be a Nathaniel Hackett game. Because a Nathaniel Hackett game has to be close. The one game they... <laughs> yeah, the one they lost, like... 22-12 or something, nobody came out of that ripping Nathaniel Hackett. They got to lose by more than one score. This is way too close to spread. Help me out, people here. Why is it not well, the Chargers by eight? Okay, so I'm looking at the injury report here, and it looks like Keenan Allen unlikely to play in this one. So okay, that's a that's, given. That's, that's a given. That's, that's called Sunday or Monday. I know. <laughs> um, I'm looking at other injuries here. But basically, Justin Herbert should be pretty recovered from that rip thing now, so you feel like the Chargers are the real Chargers. Yeah, unless you just don't really recover from something like that yeah. and you're just taking stuff to sort of mask the pain here. Or let me throw, how about this theory? People do not trust Brandon Staley just like they don't trust Nathaniel Hackett. I mean, this is, which coach is going to make the bigger boneheaded play or call tonight is it a question come, we'll probably be talking about tomorrow. It should not come down to that because the Broncos are just decimated. It should be the Chargers at home, if they actually had a home field advantage, should win this one without it being a close game. I don't understand how the Broncos' offense is going to be able to keep up here like at all. They scored nine points last week. Yes, Andrew? How did the schedulers decide to give the Broncos four primetime games in the first six weeks? Oh, we know why. We were all talking about the Broncos. This was yep, going to be yep. the new team, and Russ was going to cook. I yeah, mean, there's plenty of teams that we were talking about, and the Broncos are one of them, but like four in six weeks, that's absurd. How, do, how are the Bears getting these primetime games? We got Bears-Patriots Monday night, a week oh, from tonight. Oof. <laughs> What by, I, how like who was who I'm was smoking what then? I mean, yikes! And by the way, you said the AFC. We argued about the AFC East whether they're good. They are definitely propping their records up with a little NFC North love. I mean, the Lions Bears combo. Oof! Not to mention <laughs> now the Packers are are easy to beat too. <laughs> like, <laughs> that oof was uh, so much just and, gusto behind that. And the NFC East is the same way. <laughs> by the way, NFC East is this crazy record, right? Who are they playing? They're playing somebody out of division. They're playing the NFC North, and they're playing Appalachian State. I think that y- uh, I think that that's why when we ask the question about which team oh. is more likely to go to the Super Bowl, my Bills, your yeah. Eagles. I'm saying your Eagles because you're going to cruise to home field advantage here. Right? They got the AFC South, so they have uh, a bunch of Jags, Colts, the Titans are okay, I guess, and the Texans. Schedule means a lot. I think that helping both the AFC East and the NFC East. I don't think the NFC East is his dominant division. Record-wise, they are by far the best division in football, but are they? Well, I'm really curious to see what happens when the Cow- when uh, Dak Prescott comes yeah, back. Because yeah. the clock struck midnight on Cooper Rush, well, unfortunately. And also give credit to the Eagles' defense, who in the first half like was forcing him basically to move the ball only with his arm. And Cooper Rush just isn't equipped to do yeah. that, you know? Um, he seemed gas too. Like I always thought Cooper rushed that his arm wasn't terrible. It looked pretty bad last night. Yeah. Also, I thought he could have run a few times. I mean, you dude, you're a backup quarterback. No, I get it. Put your body on the line. Yeah. I did like that. His wife was there. Did you see that little subplot? I did see the, that subplot. was cool. I'm a big rush family fan now <laughs> where she, he said, why are you coming? Yeah. He's like, why are you coming? Like, <laughs> Oh, it's only like you're starting on Sunday night football and you're Cooper rush. Shouldn't that be reason? Why one five and one team is a house of cards. We'll get to that and more Cowboys talk in just a moment. Maggie and Perloff, don't move.
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.